The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas. And well, 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 I certainly did not expect the results that we saw between the game, the United States, and England. A 0-0 final score result. You know, I'm conflicted right now. Now, now obviously, this is kind of depicted as a win for the United States, considering how loaded and dangerous the English national team is. And, you know, the U.S., you know, not as experienced, not as talented, not as well-managed, you know, uh, uh, than England. So, basically, England had everything in their favor. And, you know, like that, so... This, this game really, honestly, I give the U.S., you know, major credit, especially for their brilliant, resilient, rock-solid defensive performance. The U.S. defense was just courageous, resilient, you know, focused, motivated, you know, skilled, you know, I, I don't even know what else I can possibly say. Overall, resilient, too, because England was threatening. So, resilient is definitely a key word that's going to stick out the most. But but I kind of feel like this game, honestly, I feel like the U.S., the biggest, the biggest hiccup for the U.S. in this game was that much like the game against Wales, the U.S. squandered too many scoring opportunities, okay? Now, I understand that Gold.com only says one big chance missed, but I honestly kind of beg to defer because we all know when Christian Pulisic, you know, when he hit the crossbar, that was that was one big chance missed. Number two was when his header was when his header was narrow was narrowly when he narrowly missed, uh, you know, off that header. Number three when when Weston McKinney, you know, set the ball flying too high. Those, in my opinion, were huge big chances. So let me go over it one more time. Christian Pulisic, you know, his his goal, you know, hitting the crossbar. Number two, his header narrowly being missed. Well, I mean, he got the header, but the ball, you know, f- went out. So so him narrowly missing off of the header. Number three, Weston McKinney kicking the ball too hard, sending it way over the goalpost uh, for, an English ki- for an English goal kick. Those, in my opinion, those were big chances. I mean, now Goal.com sees them different. Now, we can argue whether those were big chances or not. But the bottom line is, and what we can't argue about, is that those three chances right there, they were scoring chances. Whether they're big chances or not, they were scoring chances. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, the U.S. has only been has only registered one shot on target. Okay. So still, 
So I suppose that's why Gold.com kind of sees it as that one only big chance miss, but I kind of see it different. But honestly, it's because, you know, Christian Polsek's header was not basically like was was not basically saved so like that so it kind of like it did not go straight towards the goalie so maybe that's why it didn't count but still again that crossbar shot Christian Pulisic's header narrowly him narrowly missing off the off that head uh header and then Weston McKinney you know sending the ball you know way over the goalpost look despite that look I I don't intend on taking anything away from the U.S. The fact that they were able to create chances and like that and come close is already huge enough because against England, nobody expected that. Every, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Everybody thought the, the England was going to destroy the U.S. I didn't, honestly. I feared that it could happen, but I actually had confidence in the U.S. I honestly felt that the U.S. was actually capable of winning. Let's be honest. The U.S. has given England a tough time. I mean, we'll never forget that game back in 2010. And, of course, that game in 1950 when the U.S. beat England. You know, that's a game that my good friend and my mentor, Mr. Steve Adams, always uh, always reminds me of. You know, he considers that to be the greatest upset in FIFA World Cup history. For me, for me I'm not too sure. I mean, we've had that debate before. <laughs> we talked about that. You know, of course, the game against Senegal and everything like that. But, but uh, you know, anyway. But... You know, England, honestly, this does not look good on them. This result does not look good on them. You know, my good buddy, Mr. Josh McSwain, you know, basically says that, you know, Gareth Southgate, the manager of the English national team, you know, this is this kind of performance. I mean, he's going to be harshly criticized by the English media. And I, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, honestly, but but then again, you know, England, honestly, there was probably on paper no reason for them to lose because, again, all the talent they have, you know, Harry Kane, Bakayo Saka, Raheem Sterling, just name a few. You know, that that attack is legit, okay? It's totally legit. And of course, Marcus Rashford, who, who came off the bench. So, of course, Jack Grealish, of course, who also came off the bench. So, again, all that talent. There. Now, we do have, of course, McKinney, Sargent, you know, Giovanni, Wea, Giovanni Reyna, Tim Weah, Christian Pulisic, but, you know... Basically, you know, the U.S. is is always kind of like overlooked compared to you to compared to England. I mean, everybody everybody was all over England. I mean, Alexi, I don't think anybody had more confidence in the U.S. than Alexi Alexi Lalas because before the game, he predicted a two nothing win for the U.S. He predicted two nothing. I believe Clint Dempsey predicted a draw, but he predicted a one one draw. So honestly, and look, we could say whatever we want about Alexi Alexi. Alexi Lawless. I always have a hard time saying his name. We can say whatever we want about the guy, but, you know, I I admire the guy's courage and I admire his confidence in, in Team USA. I mean, he did play for the team, so obviously, you know, his heart's, you know, he, he's still, you know, his heart's still, you know, part of the team and it always will be, so, you know, and, and honestly, dude, the U.S. could have won 2 nothing. I mean, if, if they had been able to convert those, uh, convert at least two of those uh, opportunities that I talked about, once again, uh, Christian Pulisic's uh, shot being hitting the crossbar, him narrowly missing off of that header, and then it, then Weston McKinney. So if Pulisic's both goals, if those at least had counted, you know, it, it could have been a two nothing win for the U.S. And it, I'm certainly, I'm sure the situation right now would be a hell of a lot different, but. But honestly, I think the U.S. did a very good job. They could have done better, but overall, they did a good job, you know. And honestly, you know, the, the fact that Iran I Iran beat Wales in those two goals in stoppage time, 
Oh, so basically, the, the, all the U.S. has to do, all the U.S. has to do is beat Iran. A loss and a draw will not cut it. They have to beat Iran. Now, if England destroys Wales, or if England beats Wales, then England tops the group. So basically, the situation's like this. If England beats Wales and the United States beats Iran, England tops the group and the United States finishes second. So, uh, at least, I mean, uh, at least that's why I say Now, as far as goal differential goes, we all know England, you know, those six goals against Iran, that's going to help them more. So, now... If, if Wales were to uh, basically somehow in some way upset England and then the U.S. beat Wales, there might be a chance that the U.S. The US would, t- would top the group, but we, we can't go into those details because those are just theory after theory after theory, and theories that some would say are quite impossible, but then again, we should say nothing's impossible. So, But the way the situation is is like this. The United States has to, has to avoid a draw or a defeat at all costs. Win, win, win. Now, the U.S., I have to remind you, the U.S. hasn't lost yet in this in, in, in this tournament. So they're at two draws. That's at two points. So a third draw, a, th- a third draw is obviously not going to cut it. Now, now the, the way I see I mean, I mean, honestly, I'd imagine if England, if England beats, if England does beat Wales and the U.S. is held to a draw, then... I'd imagine the U.S. should probably still have a chance because, you know, the U.S. goes without losing. But, you know, again, but if you're the United States, you want to beat Iran. And, you know, we said before the tournament that Iran does not get enough credit, that they're so badly overlooked. Uh, nobody has any confidence in them. Nobody wants to give them any credit. Like, it's basically criminal. And, you know, after after they lost to England 6-2, to two, everybody was kind of like, well, this is why, Alex, we did not give Iran any faith whatsoever. So now that they beat Wales the way they did, now I'm coming to ask myself, well, do you now see what Iran is capable of, especially against the United States? Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> uh, so this game between Iran and the United States, it could very well be in the position to where the winner of the match wins. You know, going back, you know, three draws won't cut it for the United States, actually, because Iran has the win. So there you go. So I'm glad I went over it. So at first I thought... If the U.S. had three draws, they could maybe finish in second. No, that's not going to be the case. That's not going to be the case. That would give Iran. The, that would give Iran. That would that, that would give it to Iran. Iran would would, would advance because again, Iran ha, Iran actually has a win. So that's why the United States, at all costs, they have to beat Iran. Is it going to be easy? No. Is it possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. So basically, the way it goes, it's like this. The winner of that match, the winner of the match between the United States and Iran will take second place and will advance to the knockout stage of the World Cup. It all comes down to this. It's anybody's game, ladies and gentlemen. It is anybody's game. So, oh boy. You know, I'm kind of like, I kind of look at myself like, why did I ever think that three draws was going to be good enough for the United States? Because apparently I had, for, uh, even though I talked about it right before, and apparently I forgot, wait, Iran had the three points. We hadn't got the three points because I was thinking of the fact that the U.S. technically has not lost yet. They have not lost yet. Now, we should have beaten the uh, Wales, but, you know, again, it all comes down to that. It all comes down to this game against Iran, and I have I have more confidence in the U.S. than ever. But at the same time, 
There's just no ruling. There's just no counting on Iran. You just can't. I mean, let's be honest. We all thought Wales was going to beat them, and they didn't. The, the total opposite happened. So, so basically, England England could have advanced, could have immediately qualified for the knockout stage with a win, and the United States in this game could not advance or be eliminated. So it's so so it's really interesting how this group has gone has gone. So, so basically. It, once England gets gets rid of Wales, and, I'm, and I'm, I think at this point England, there's there's no, there's really no way England can can not not pick up a win against Wales. I mean, never say never, but let's be honest, England was already embarrassed enough by the U.S. I really don't think England's really going to let themselves be embarrassed by another team that's that that's deemed inferior compared to them. So England's definitely going to win convincingly against Wales. So England's going to top the group. So it all comes down to it, like the winner of the match. United States versus Iran, second place is up for grabs. So there's something huge on the line, and the United States wants to be sure that they they want to compete and they want to compete in the knockout stage. They don't want to go home early, but then again, neither does Iran. So, so what are the keys to this victory? Well, take advantage, cash in on the scoring opportunities. Do not let any scoring opportunities go down the toilet. Score goals. Score goals, play iron rock solid defense. Play that same kind of defense you played against England. Do the same and do even do better against Iran. Do not afford Iran any scoring chances whatsoever. In other words, for the US, gain and gain control of the game, maintain control of the game at all costs. Basically, I mean, I'm telling you, like, England just dominated ball possession at the beginning, but the U.S. was just foiling every single attacking threat that England could have thrown at them. Everything England threw at the U.S., the U.S. just countered it. I mean, England's offensive attack just did everything that they could, but nothing worked. Nothing worked. I mean, when Harry Kane immediately, like, early on the game, threatened to score, and then Walker Zimmerman, the same guy that gave away that penalty... Set, you know, jumped in front, and then like the ball bounced off of him. Although it gave England the corner, but still, it prevented the goal. You know, it all speaks for itself. I mean, the fact that our guy Turner, the goalkeeper, made three saves against England, fourteen clearances by the American defense with nineteen for England. I mean, you got to give, got to give the English defense some credit too. I mean, nineteen carries. Uh, excuse me. 19 uh, clearances by England, you know, th- uh, nine interceptions, while the U.S. had three. So this entire game was basically a defensive effort from both sides. But it does not look good for England because they could not score. I mean, with that, with that heavy offensive attack, it should have been too much for the United States. But it kind of seems to me that the United States was too much for England in this one. So, I, I, now, so now I fully understand why this is a win for the U.S. But at the same time, what good is it going to do? Okay, if at the end we can't beat Iran, what 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 good is it gonna do? Like, what good is this tie gonna do if we if we didn't make it out of the group stage? So that's why the U.S. has to come into the game against Iran more focused, more more motivated, and you know, and, and with a bigger winning mentality than ever, because it all comes down to it. This is their la- this is their last shot. They can't they can't afford to throw this shot, you know, to flush this down the toilet. The United States has to get it done. If they were able to hold England to a scoreless draw, then they should be able to find a way to beat Iran. But then again, Iran is a whole lot better than they look. That's why I know that it's going to be a hard-fought game between both sides. And when the time is right, we're going to decide who is better and more and who is capable of going to the knockout stage. Because right now, the United States and Iran are both capable of it, 
but only one of those two can actually go to it. And we'll see who wants it more. All we can say is we'll see. Now, before I close it out, check, you know, the fact that the U.S. made it through this entire game without picking up a yellow card is definitely something that's a bit of a relief. And I'm actually surprised, too. But one of the things, you know, is that, you know, Giovanni Reyna, again, was on the bench. And that he was brought in, in in the 83rd minute. So, you know, Steve, my good friend and mentor, Mr. Steve Adams, uh, is actually pretty upset about it. I saw it from a tweet that he was pretty furious about it. And of course, I see on Twitter a uh, hashtag fire uh, fire bear altar again is trending, and you know I'm not happy about it. I mean, if we, I mean, I'll be honest with you, if we don't make it, if, if we don't win against Iran, Greg Bearalter better be given the pink slip the moment he sets foot in the office of the uh, of the U.S. Soccer Federation, because because if we don't, if they do not beat Iran, if they don't make it out of the group stage, there is no single solitary reason whatsoever to keep Greg Bearalter. Get rid of them, okay? Because it's unacceptable. It would be unacceptable. So, so I mean, Greg uh, Greg Berhalter has been, you know, a lot of fans have just been displeased with, with with his managing for such a long time. They wanted him fired even before the World Cup, but we all knew that wasn't going to happen. So for Giovanni Reyna, you know, did even play at all against Wales? Came into the game in the eighty third minute. Maybe things could have been different, but I just don't know what the hell he was thinking. And now I understand Reyna, you know, a, a rough year we know with injuries, but still. We trust Reyna. In Reyna, we trust. So, against Iran, if Reyna is n- is not in the starting lineup, I'm already I'm already gonna I'm already gonna be e- extremely angry. I'm gonna write that down. That's gonna be the first thing to the first critical point to bring up if things don't if things don't go well. All right, that's gonna be one of the first things right there. There's no reason for Giovanni Reyna to not start against Iran. There's no reason at all. It would not make sense even at this point. Now, of course, me, I would love to see Jesus Ferrara, you know, get a little bit of playing time because he has yet to actually see any playing time at all. So maybe if the United States has a very comfortable lead against Iran, maybe you let him play the last 20, 15, 20 minutes or so. We'll see. But, uh, but right now, the main concern is, is with Giovanni Reyna. He better be in the starting lineup against Iran or else all hell may break loose, and it is not going to end well for the team. And if that happens, it's not going to end well for Greg Berhalter. And that is all I got to say. Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me today, and I will see you all next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.